I'm your host, Maria Maldonado-Smith, and this is Creating the Vision, a podcast about living the life you envisioned and leaning into your passions, power, and purpose. Each week, we'll hear from guests discussing their journey to living and creating the vision for their life. We'll talk all things vision imagery, goal setting, and accountability so that you feel empowered and inspired to take action, turning your plan into the life you've always dreamed of living. Welcome, visionary. I'm so glad you're here. For this first episode of Creating the Vision, there was no one else that I could think about even having except for my dear friend, Nicole Cumberbatch. Uh, We met, actually, I'll start with the story. So picture this, uh, the start of the pandemic, we moved to South Florida from Nashville back in 2019. And, uh, you know, trying to connect with other moms, trying to find, you know, a village, trying to find support, trying to just meet new people. And the pandemic happens about six, eight months after we moved here. I happened to be on Instagram scrolling uh, around, I'd say like the March, April, May, June, something like that to that. (laughs) Yeah. And um, I happened upon your Instagram page. We ended up connecting and I think after a few months, we realized that we actually lived about four miles from each other. <laughs> and so yes. the craziness of it is that we had been going back and forth and then it clicked. You know, it's, I think it reminded me that sometimes we, we fail to actually look at people's pages and see mm-hmm. where they post, where they That's actually so live. True. Yes. And so then I ended up finding you that way. And I, I remember just feeling that immediate connection when we first met up yes. and we met on a, over a, a little coffee shop off sample and- from there, I think our friendship just completely blossomed. Um, but one thing that I've always been just completely enamored with, and when I think about people who create the vision for their life, you instantly come to mind. You have built a consulting firm. You have the Motherhood Village. Mm-hmm. And in putting together this podcast and just the framework for it, you were the first person that came to mind. Like, I have to talk to Nicole. I have to have her you know, share her story because... For so many moms, especially, or so many business women or entrepreneurs who are trying to do it all, um, we sometimes need a starting point. Mm-hmm. And you have had a few of those. And one thing that I've always told people about you is that you say what you're going to do, but you actually go do it. And you talk with a lot of a lot of people who have dreams and goals. That's the space that I live and reside in. So I hear from a lot of people consistently who say, Oh, I want to do this. I I have this dream. I want to make this happen. You actually go out and make it happen, which is so freaking amazing. (laughs) That's why you are who you are. But beyond that, uh, you're a dear friend of mine. We've connected on so many different levels. Yes. <laughs> it's like yes. in so many ways we're so alike and in so many ways we're not, yeah, but beautiful. that's the yes. beauty, the beauty of our relationship. Yeah. So I'm so excited for you to tell your story and I'm going to turn it over to you to do so because, uh, there, yeah, there's just no other way that I could have launched this podcast. Uh, you were really a catalyst for me doing so. And, I can't wait for you to share your story of how you have created the vision for where you're at in your life right now. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. That's a beautiful um, introduction. And yes, I think the power of social media and how we've been able to kind of come from that. I remember sending you, do you remember me sending you my concepts? Mm Mm-hmm. 
when I had the yes. clothing line and I don't know, something to me, I was like, I think Maria would be a good fit because someone said to kind of think outside of the box and get people who like aren't in your inner circle and you weren't in my inner circle. Um, so I remember that. I was like, hey, can you tell me this idea? And I still have that on the yes. back end coming. But I love um, it, by the way. So yeah, so I mean, it, it's, it's been a beautiful friendship and growing journey. And I think our own, if seeing each other's um, visions kind of come to life. So thank you for that. I guess to kind of start very high level. Um, yeah, so we, our initial, I think, thing that we have in common is that we both come from corporate. And kind of that grind. And actually I thought about it. I'm like, gosh, I've been working since I'm 16 and I was working at a bank. And that's kind of crazy. And that was back in the day. I don't know if they even still have it in some high schools where like you could leave early to go and work. And when I found that, I was like, wait, I can go leave school early to go make money. Oh, I was in. And I already, I mean, I was in honors. Like I already kind of had my credits and I think it was my junior year. It wasn't even my senior year. And um, I got a job working at a bank and I thought I was like the coolest person like ever, you know? And, but that was really my introduction into like a true professional job. And I thought, okay, well maybe I'll go into banking. I'll kind of fast forward all the way through, but you have to think that's 16. So from 16 to goodness, my twenties, like I was on that grind. I had been an accounting assistant and still going to school part-time. So this is where the vision comes in and how, and I know I'm sure you'll talk about it on some of your episodes of like how you planned your vision for yourself. I never had that. I always knew I wanted to have a C or an O in my name, in my title, because mm -hmm. I felt very compelled. Um, my maiden name is Gonzalez, and I wanted to kind of be a lot of the stereotypes that are kind of written about Latin women um, on so many different levels. So I was like, I'm going to be either a CFO or CEO. That I very knew clearly. Didn't know in what aspect of it. So here's this young woman kind of like, oh, wait, options are coming my way. But through my work ethic, I'm still going to school part-time. I'm building this career, which is actually kind of crazy when I think about it. It took me 10 years to get my degree because all I did was bounce from job to job, but I was getting recruited from the clients that would come in. So I got recruited from the banking I, the bank I was working at to go work as um, an accounting assistant, which was my first, I went from this like professional banking um, public thing, business, to now I'm working for a private owner, for a solopreneur, for a startup, right? For an owner that was like, you need to figure that out and I need you to do this. And I'm like, oh, okay, but wonderful. Cause I'm 20 years old, kind of thrown in, still going to school. So I say all that to say, that's kind of like the starting point. So when you, we talk about vision, again, I didn't know where this was leading me, but I was like, I need to stay on this pathway. And again, my career kind of went like that, got recruited again, while I'm getting my degree. The grit comes, I finally get my degree, 10, 11 years in, change my major so many times. Eventually I end up at this job, email marketing, and um, I never got the CFO, but I was VP of finance and HR. So I was like, oh, pretty close. Nice. But then I get pregnant and uh, my husband and I, we have a baby and that just gutted me. And um, I know I can say from one ambitious woman to another, like I thought climbing that corporate ladder was it. I loved managing a team. Um, I loved being in control, truthfully. I loved, I mean, I, so VP of finance, I kind of controlled not the money, but I was in it. And me and my little team got to control like the back end accounting work for a very entrepreneurial business owner. So it wasn't just email marketing. He bought a car transport business. He bought a passport business. Like it was insane. And my little accounting department oh, wow. had to manage that. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about getting inundated with like knowing the ins and outs of business. 
which I think has helped me up until this point, which is why like life does things. So anyway, my son comes and every I'm rocked, completely rocked. In my mind, I'm like, oh, well, if I've managed teams, definitely worked for some high strung business owners that were like, listen, I don't really care what you have to say. You just, I needed that like two days ago, figure it out. I don't have time to train you, right? All the things we know we shouldn't be doing, but it ended up, you know, giving me to where I'm kind of, you know, I can figure things out pretty quickly, problem solve, really critical thinking. So I was like, oh, I got this. And then my son came and I didn't. And very soon realized how working parents aren't supported and how, I started immediately feeling bad for all of those women I did work with that I even judged that maybe were parents that I'm like, no, why aren't they in first? Why aren't they last first? Because we have that antiquated notion of thinking like you have to be the first one in and the last one out to be successful. When truthfully, actually, I think, no, if your employees are working 10 to 12 hours a day, there's actually something wrong because they should be working efficiently. To me, that's whatever. So anyway, um, I said, all right, something has to change. So COVID comes. And my little guy's like two at the time. And the company, again, I was working for at that time, I had switched companies and trying to find my career identity, trying to find where I belonged. The company I had worked for initially when I had my son wasn't very supportive. So almost trying to find my village in business now that I was a working mom. And that was very new to me. And I said, how have women been dealing with this? Like, how am I now... Like I've worked for jobs for years, again, very successful. And here I am like struggling, right? To find my home of where I fit in, of someone that could really truly support me as a working parent, just like I support them as a 110% employee, you know? So when COVID hit, I wasn't getting that same reciprocating support. And I told my husband, I was like, I think we, I, I can't do this. Like something has to give. I had no plan, I had no vision. I was like, but I've been supporting business owners for the past 20 something years. I was like, I think I could do this on my own. And I just left and I immediately got my clients. I actually went on the Indeed booking and looked for a job. Someone was looking for a bookkeeper. And I was like, I'll start from the bottom again, but I get to be an independent contractor because at the time I was also building the motherhood village goodness gracious. And that was more visionary in the aspect of I wanted to have open and honest conversations about how hard and difficult motherhood was, particularly from the point of view of a working parent. And I said, if I'm struggling, who has my parents, my husband, we have the means, how the heck are women doing it without ABC and the whole gamut, right? So I started my podcast kind of in correlation in 2019 um, to just have open and honest conversations. Again, not clearly having a vision, but just knowing To your point, like you said, describing me, I knew I wanted to do something and I said, let me just do it. Don't know where this is going to take me, but let me do it. So I have both of these things kind of simultaneously going on. I have this podcast, kind of don't know what I'm doing with it, but it's an outlet for me. And now I just quit my corporate job because I'm like, this isn't working for me. Let me make my own way. And I did. And I actually um, positioned myself to apply for an actual job. And basically in the middle of the interview was like, hey, well, instead of hiring me as an employee, what if you hire me as an independent contractor? And I don't care. I don't need time. I don't need PTO. Just let me come in. Let me do the work and let's do this. And they said, okay. And that was two years ago. Wow. Um, but this way I was able to get the supplemental income that I was kind of, I mean, it wasn't at the, the fee, but at least I know I can... I can do what I needed to do. We could pay some bill and we were good while I then kind of figured out what my next step was to kind of tie it all back. Cause I'm sure you probably want to dive in and have questions at that same time. 
the motherhood village is growing and growing in the sense as as I'm talking to these women, I'm like, wait a minute, pelvic floor. I never knew about a pelvic floor. Wait a minute. You're in a, um, an estate planning attorney. Why aren't people knowing about this? Oh, you do family law. So as I'm talking to these experts and these women on my podcast who have similar stories than mine, but they have such great value to offer. I said, well, what if I partner with them? What if we do webinars? What if we do workshops? So in 2021, I moved it from just the podcast and saying, well, why don't we collaborate? Let's do a workshop. So I did, I think I did the first one, which was like for new and pregnant mamas. And I was going around town with my little flyers, like, Hey, do you want to send moms? And people were like, who are you? And I truthfully didn't know either. I just knew I had this information to get out. So I couldn't even explain. I'm like, I don't, I just have a podcast and I want to give this information. Like moms need to hear about this. Um, And that's kind of how it steamrolled. And then fast forward to last year, 2022, where it kind of just all came together. And I realized what I have is something very special in the sense of really what I want to do is connect moms to those resources and maybe multiple resources. Like how many breastfeeding experts are there out there, which is amazing there's Zoom, you can have them come to your house. There's the La Leche League. There's so many different organizations that can support and help moms. And I just kind of want to be that bridge between the gap because I think in motherhood, very similar to working in corporate, very similar to entrepreneurship, very isolating, very overwhelming. And I was like, well, how can I just make it a little bit easier and say, this is the information that I think you should know. And from there, then it's been, okay, webinars and workshops. Now I do three support groups. Then it's um, mommy meetups, community-based. Now I have a back-to-school event and then my summit. So very organically, I was creating the vision without realizing it. But instead of me having a long-term vision, they were just visions at that moment and said, I don't know what this means, but I think I need to do it. And I've just run with it. And that has served me to where I am today, toothfully. So I know that was a lot, but I hope I painted a good picture of kind of like the different elements. Absolutely. No, you crushed it. You crushed it. <laughs> Grande, you would. No. <laughs> You're so funny. Thank you. What, what I love too is I love hearing you say that there was no, it wasn't linear. Your your path, you know, your vision was not something that you saw the end in sight. And, and I think that's so crucial for especially moms to hear because- I think we, as women, as women business owners, entrepreneurs, even hell, even when I was in corporate, I, I used to think, gosh, you know, the, the the fastest way to you know from A to B is just straight through. Yeah. And if I don't know what that looks like, then maybe there's something wrong with me. And I love hearing your story, and I love that you're sharing this because if you're a mom out there, or you're a woman, or you're an entrepreneur, or you're an aspiring, you know, heck, if you're a dad, I don't, you know, whoever, like creating the vision for your life is for every single person on this planet. And, and, and sometimes we don't know where we're going, but it's putting one foot in front of the other. It's taking the steps, you know, it's, it's, it's acting on things that are put in front of us and seeing whether or not it's going to work. And I love that you have exhausted those options in your life. You've said, you know, it might take me 10 years, you know, to get my degree. But here's the thing along the way, you're picking up all of the nuggets of things that you are learning and you're not just discarding them, you're putting them to good use and you're saying, let's let's remember that because that's going to come back and help me. To the point when you were starting your consulting firm, you know, it allowed you to give you the confidence to say in the interview, "Hey, why don't we yeah. instead of making me an employee, 
independently contract me people because it's a better benefit to you too. I sold and I was so shocked sitting there. Did I really do that? I remember it was on a Saturday and they looked and I was like, don't you have an independent contractor to do your taxes? And they said, we do. I said, well, why not a bookkeeper? I said, try it. And now we, here we are two years later. So absolutely. And I think to your point, I think a lot of times because we do have that corporate background and I think also our A-type personalities, we think, okay, step one has to happen in step two. So it's very interesting how, although, because accounting is, I mean, I have a management accounting degree, very process driven um, accounting, like very process driven, but at the same time of recognizing that, but it's not, life is not linear. We can be taught. And yes, there are times where processes have to come in place and you need to put one foot in front of the other to get to the next goal, which I know you are fantastic at having people and helping people understand that. But when you're talking, I feel with life goals, my husband has actually made me recognize this more now in my entrepreneurial journey. Cause I also sometimes like, well, this, and he's like, listen, what you need to do, number one, is let go of thinking that it could only be this big and be open to knowing that who knows what this is going to turn into. And he has told me that from day one. And from day one, I've kind of let go of that notion and said, you know what, universe, I'm open to it. And ego comes up a lot because I've let go of that ego to think, well, I'm a VP, so I'm not going to be a VA. No, I needed to make money. So I was like, well, what can I do? Well, I know I can be a VA because I remember working admin jobs. Well, those VA jobs I did when I first left corporate because I needed to make money to have money coming in. Well, I learned how to use CRMs that I would have never knew. I knew how to use Canva. I was like, what is this Canva? Oh, now I use it in my business. So I love how you said that because I think, yes, you need processes and you need the goals once you have that clear vision of where you're next going. But I think being open to the possibility of what life is going to bring to you makes it even more endless of what you're capable of doing. So don't hold your back to thinking, well, I'm only going to be this. Because if I would have thought I've only going to be a VP or CEO, look at now, now I'm actually technically CEO for two companies, right? When you really think about it, I've actually come there. So all of that to say, just be open, just be open to what it's going to be and don't limit it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that that's something that we need to remind ourselves of continuously because it's, it's hard. I mean, we, we sat in a group last night, you know, of women business owners and entrepreneurs. And one of the things that kept coming up was, um, you know, what have you failed at? You know, people, we want to know, we want to know kind of what we, you know, what we failed, what didn't work, what didn't work. And the thing is, is that we're, if we're always choosing the right things, or we're always choosing the path that we think is going to lead to the best outcome without trying other things or exhausting, you know, all of our options, then one, we're not really living. We're not really diving in or digging into yeah. what it is that we're trying to build. But second, those experiences really shape how we then proceed forward. So one of the things that you know we 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 have talked about you know consistently is is failing and making you know making those mistakes. You know, investing in the wrong thing. Girl, how many times have we talked about yes. <laughs> investing in the wrong thing yes. and putting our money in places where we're like, oh my gosh, you know, if I had it to do over again, it's you know, it's almost that episode of like what I would tell myself two years ago. Sure. Um, before I kind of dove into this. But the learning opportunities that you have, absolutely the the, the humility, you know, you are incredibly yes, yes. humbly confident. And I love that. And I think that's why we're so drawn to each other in that respect. But there's so much that we can learn from being humble and realizing that one, we don't know it all. Two, we have room to grow, to learn, to grow, to still continue uh, developing. And that some of those things along the way actually will teach us more 
than we realized in the first place. And so much of, of goal setting and creating that vision is yes, having a vision, but then like you said, being adaptable, being flexible, understanding that things are going to change. Sometimes when we have such a rigidity around what it is we're trying to accomplish, we, we can't see the forest for the trees, right? We're just so focused on, nope, but that's my end result. I got to accomplish that. But if we just take a step back and kind of allow that openness and someone even mentioned that last night, like being open, just allowing things to sometimes happen for us, uh, and, and, and to us, instead of trying to guide them so much and be in so much control. Well, think of how many times I think, think of the missed opportunities of not Mm. doing that. You and I have talked about this. How many times have we wanted to be in those spaces? How many times have we wanted to work with that person? And for some reason or another, it didn't work out. And this is a perfect example. And I remember when it happened to me the first time I was gutted. I had an organization tell me, they're like, like, who are you kind of looking at me? And truthfully it was like, yeah, who am I? The first time I went to them. Second time, I have a little bit more gusto, so I'm a little bit more confident and same kind of thing. She's like, wait, what? Like, why are you here? So at the end of the conversation, I'm like, you know what? Last time I came to you about a webinar, this time I'm coming to you about a summit. I'm like, what do you think I'm gonna come to you next time? Like, that was like the anger in me. But I say that because I think sometimes we think like, to your point, because if we're too rigid, we can miss out on the opportunities that could be kind of those whispers like Maria, Nicole, like, I know you really want this, but no, 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 no. You need to go this way. And I think those, cause you asked me and I, and I thought about it because I think sometimes we do have to celebrate those wins. And I've said this several times, like, I don't like to kind of hear the praise. I don't like to have the ass. I don't like any of that. But when I do sit in it and I'm like, look, I'm going to be 40 this year. I've accomplished some things. Like if I had to look back of what I'm proud of in that is probably two things that I know of the, where the confidence comes from. Number one, is having that very self-awareness and listening to those whispers. I don't know how or what I do, and that has served me. And probably number two is knowing I work my butt off. So that gave me the confidence. So anyone listening to this, if you're thinking of, well, what am I gonna do? And this sounds great, but it's also very scary. Oh, it is. And Marie and I have had countless conversations of like, well, what do we do next? And where's the money gonna come from? All of those things. But honey, bet on yourself and know that hard work always pays off. People now know about the motherhood village in the community because I was at all of the events screaming the motherhood village, even though I had to give a 30 second pitch and I didn't, I was like, oh, I think I'm this and this, but people started seeing that. Now someone I met two years ago is now sponsoring my summit, right? Now that's two years. That could be a lot of time to some people, maybe not. For me it was, cause I'm in the grinding, but it goes to show you, stick with it. Hard work and that consistency always pays off. And I think those two things have served me very, very well because I kind of don't, we kind of have no choice, right? Right. It's kind of like, I had no choice. Like I was like, I need to make money. I mean, my husband and I were going to be okay. And thank God. And for anyone, if you're thinking about that and you want to pivot and what that looks like, like have a plan and have something like my husband and I were okay financially where we weren't going to kicked out of our homes, right? Had that happened, I would have never done it, but we've put some things in place. However, I still needed to work. I needed to have some kind of income. So I was like, all right, well, we, you kind of get scrappy and you figure it out. Like you just figure it out. Um, so I love that how you also said like the rigid, like it's just kind of staying with me because I think we just have so many missed opportunities when we stay stuck on like, we're very narrow minded mm-hmm. without saying, but listen to the whispers because the person you thought you wanted to work with, the organization you wanted to work with, lean into maybe it's saying no and go and kind of go some, let it flow of where you're supposed to go. And I think 
we're just more, we, it's, it's welcomed with more success that way mm-hmm. than narrow-mindedly thinking, no, it has to stay this way. And I'm sure you've worked with a lot of people like that. So actually, I'm going to flip it and ask yeah. you, when you think about that, what would you tell as someone to say, um, don't stay stuck and how they can kind of work through of saying, no, kind of try this way. I'm interested to. Oh that. gosh. Oh, I love this. This is what you do best. <laughs> it just came to me because I was like, actually, no, that's a really good point because I think a lot of times people do stay in that, stay in that realm. Mm-hmm. And it's very fearful to stay away from, to, to get off that path. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Or, or I guess even for yeah. yourself, how do you do it for yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and I think that so much of what I incorporate into my daily life is, you know, I live and die by post-it notes. I, mean, I yes. tell people all the time. Yes, <laughs> post it note change my life. Yes. Um, and and I follow the process. I have my board. You know, I, I stay focused on that. I would say that for me, a lot of it is um, continuously forcing myself to be open, mm-hmm. to also be patient. So patience is definitely a virtue. Something that I work on all the time because you and I have very similar in that. If I come up with something or I want to do something, I want to make it happen now. Yeah. I don't really want to wait, (laughs) but I've learned that sometimes things have to wait in order for them to live up to their fullest potential and come to fruition in the way that they're supposed to. We have to wait. We have to be patient sometimes. And, and that's really hard, especially for someone, like you said, who, who, we got bills to pay. We, we got, got bills to pay. Yeah. Exactly. You know, we got car payments to make, insurance, et cetera. We've got, you know, we need to help with the kids. And and I had always been a contributing factor of that in my in my home. Mm-hmm. You know, as a as a dual income, very high earner, um, alongside my husband, that was something that we were walking away from consciously, making that decision. Scary. It's su- super scary. Yeah. It's super scary. And so I think learning to not necessarily say no up front, but understanding that you have priorities and you're gonna outline the things that are truly important to you. So like I did four pillars at the beginning of this year and I said, you know, my four pillars in everything that I do and drive and and discuss and think about and put my energy towards this year are going to be driven towards towards those four pillars. Mm-hmm. One of them was creating this podcast. Yeah. You know, I think that I, I went into this, you know, and 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 I'll share this on a on a separate episode too, just kind of solo and talking about like doing Absolutely. the dang thing and just getting it done. Yeah. But you and I've talked about this. I mean, I am the queen of overthinking myself into an action yes. because I want it to be perfect. I want it to be right. I want it to be that. And I think oftentimes in an entrepreneurial journey, we wait for the right moment. We wait for the right opportunity, the right thing. And that's when we can actually miss so many opportunities. That's kind of what I was referring to, you know, miss that forest for the trees because you're just busy looking at all these other things. And it's like, whoa, hello. In the background, there's this person saying, I want to help you. I want to be there for you. I want to support you. But you're focused on this one. And it's like, no, like you have 10 people here, but you're focused on that one big one. Yes. Yes. And so- it's so great to to build that community. And I think that's what you're doing so much with the Motherhood Village outside of the entrepreneurial stuff that you're focused on. But I think you really do set the tone for anyone who, and are that example for someone who says, I want to build this, but I don't really know how to get there. But if you're open and you're willing to take advice, you're willing to listen, you're willing also to hold true to the values. I mean, I think that it goes back to at the, ultimately you still had a core driver. You still had core values, you know, and I do want you to share those as well. Just kind of, you know, while you might not have known exactly what you wanted it to look like, your podcast was like the next step. And so it was originally called Mama's Knows Best. Yes. And, you know, and, and, and I think that was because there was something in, 
you know, your, your mind and your, you know, and I'll let you kind of explain, but that said, you know, yes, moms do know best. We know what's best for us. We know what's best for our children, for our families. You know, we are, we're, we're building empires when we, you know, when you become a mom, you just, everything shifts and changes. And so, um, I would say that that's probably, you know, in response to your question would be how I stay open is just constantly reminding myself that I don't know it all, Mm -hmm. you know, and that, that I will never know it all. Mm -hmm. And if I can continue to surround myself with people that know more than me, then I'm feeling really lucky and really happy because I don't ever want to be the smartest person in the room. I don't ever want to know anything. And I'm never above telling someone that I don't know or that I need help. And, and that's come, listen, I've been a mom for almost 16 years and that's, that's taken me about 14 of those years to get to that point. Honestly, yeah. I think leaving my corporate role really was for me such an awakening and a, and a time for me to realize that um, I know way more than I do. I'm still not above asking for help, but I know more. I can give myself more credit than I did before. I think I relied so heavily on other people confirming and validating mm-hmm. that I was smart enough or a good enough leader, et cetera. I, I needed to give myself that credit and I wasn't, and I was seeking so much external validation for that. And, and so opening up my eyes to pos- new possibilities really didn't happen until my entrepreneur journey began. So I know that was a lot, but I, you know, I want to yeah. kind of toss it back to you too, because then we talked a little bit about core values and those drivers yeah. and especially centered around the motherhood village of what you're building, because sure. it is so spectacular. And here's the thing. If you don't live in South Florida, this village is still for you. Yes. And that's what I love about it. Yes. That's what I love about Instagram. And I love that about, um, podcasting, podcasting. It's global. It's global. Exactly. You're starting to, you're going on the road. You're, yes. you have a tour coming up in, yes. in Orlando. And then you and I will be in Boston together. I'm super excited to fangirl and be there for you in that capacity, yes. do some social media, et cetera, yes. because yes. I just love the mis- mission of what you're doing with the motherhood village. Um, so I want you to elaborate on that. Sure. And specifically, you know, um, Nicole asked me to be a speaker last year at her Motherhood Village Summit. And interestingly enough, I had done a ton of keynote speaking in my life, leading really leading up to the last probably five to 10 years. And then I kind of had a break off point where just in the in the crux of, of raising children, chasing corporate goals, diving kind of into that aspect of my career, really negated a lot of the personal things that had been put on my heart. And they'd always been there. That tugging had always been there. And I think that's something you touched on too. It was like, I might not know exactly how to get there, but it was always there. It was always present. Yes. And here's the thing. When we don't listen to that, when we ignore that, we start to become a shell of ourself. And that's essentially what, you know, happened. And I think in developing out my friendship and relationship, you know, with you, Nicole, you, you saw things in me that I think I had kind of started to put to bed or say, I don't know if that's for me anymore. So you reaching out and saying, I want you to speak at my summit and really share your story of how you got to where you are now, opened my eyes again up to the possibility that... I've always wanted to be a motivational speaker. Hello, the green light is being lit. (laughs) Go for it, girlfriend. Take this opportunity to share your story. And you provided that for me. And so I think that's just one way in which you, you know, have given me that opportunity, but I really want to spend, you know, the next five or 10 minutes just focusing on how you give back to the community of moms 
and this summit and how people also can lean into your community, even if they don't live in this area? No, that's a great question. And I guess the high level. So yeah, so the motherhood village was based, you, you mentioned core values. So the core val- values that again, through trial and error, right? Of like, well, what is, and it was, it was mama's no best. We got something to say. Like when I think back, I, I actually forgot it. about that. Cause I did. Cause and we do I, have something to say. And it, I didn't want, everyone's like, oh, mom knows best. I'm like, no mama's, it was plural. And I kept correcting people because I was like, I don't think just one mother has it figured out. I think we all are kind of learning. We might know what's best for our families, but I think mamas collectively, and I think that was the start of it, of the multiplying, right? There was a seed planted of mamas of that collective village, tribe, whatever you want to call it. So yes, that was initially what it was called. And then it transferred because then again, through building it out and through these conversations, I realized the mothers that I talked to either had a village that helped them or they were lacking a village. And I remember going to my husband, it's so sweet how I know we've shared about this, like our partners could be our sounding board. And I'm very, very thankful for that. And I was like, well, what if I kind of create this village? I don't know what that looks like again, but I think it could be something. So name changes and do my first kind of webinar workshop 2021. And then I want to say this piece briefly, because for anybody listening of saying, kind of listening to the whispers and getting stuck. So early, early last year, I was trying to still build my consulting business because going back to something you said before, I think we think we had this still vision. I still for a very long time had that kind of corporate mentality. Like it has to be this way to that. Um, Cause again, in corporate is very process driven. Mm-hmm. So there was still a lot that I felt like, well, can I do that? Can I not do this? So I'm trying to build my consulting business. Cause I felt like I needed to have 10 clients or certain revenue to be successful in that avenue still trying to grow the motherhood village as it's organically growing and turning into this and that. So in 2022, the beginning of the year, I remember sitting there like, I can't physically do both. Like something has got to give. I can't, if I'm either going to give hundred percent to this consulting or hundred percent, like something has to give. I get approached in, I think March of that year of just last year by the Parklander, which is a local kind of magazine. And I remember asking God prior to that and saying, listen, I need you to help me because do I focus on the consulting? Like I'm, I'm making money. Like, what do I do? Get this call or get this email from the Parklander. And they're like, we want to feature you. And I'm like, how did you find me? Woman didn't even know. She was like, oh, well, my editor told me that there's this woman who has this podcast and we need to talk to you. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking it's going to be like a blurb. She's like, no. And it ends up being like this two page spread. And that was it for me. That was kind of, and look, and maybe someone listening could be like, really? It just was coincidence, but I'm always kind of looking for that validation and yep. that sign. And that was a sign. So I pushed the consulting business to the side and I said, look, I have my few clients. Again, bills are being paid. We're good. Let's see what this motherhood village is about. Once I solely focus on there, everything just went upwards. Mm. So the core values of the motherhood village and quickly in last year, very figuring it out is communication, education, and connection. Very clear. Education being, I want to bridge that gap of resources that moms don't know what they don't know or don't know what they don't need. I think as soon as we come, become a mother, and I'm sure you can attest to this because you have three, even every time you're like learning something mm-hmm. new. I didn't know that. Your kids' ages, what you would have known five years ago, now you know is something different. Like it's just so much information. 
So very, very key core value is education. Next is the community aspect, which is just moms coming together, providing that community. And then there's the connection, which I think kind of ties it all together. The way I do that is through the content and programming that includes still my podcast. My podcast has grown since 2019. It was voted number four of the top 50 moms by Podcast Magazine again last year. Um, And all my family and friends and everybody kind of banded together to vote, which I thought was fantastic. And it kind of really solidified like this is the path and this is what I'm supposed to do. So the podcast has really still been kind of that foundation of it all um, because I get to talk to so many amazing people. And I'm so excited for you to be on this journey with it because I think you're going to find that. I'm sure you're finding it even in this conversation. So that's fine. Cool. So podcast is there. And then, yeah, so I do webinars, workshops still in collaboration with some of the experts that come on the podcast. Um, I run three in-person in the evening, um, monthly support groups for moms. So that's the connection and community aspect. A lot of the mommy meetups and events I couldn't attend when my son was born because I worked in corporate. Now looking back, maybe I could have, but you remember rigid schedule. Mm-hmm. We can't leave. Listen, I don't mm-hmm. want to go to a mommy meetup at 10 a.m. because I'm trying to go home at 5 p.m. So I right. work through my hours, yep. right? So I always said, again, kind of knew that vision, didn't know what it was going to lead to. I was like, if I ever had an opportunity, I'm going to do something in the evening to help working moms. So I run three in-person, in the evening, monthly support groups. And that had that started in July as one. And now we have three and it's been phenomenal. Sometimes I have guest speakers come in, again, bridging the gap, education. Oh, you didn't know that we have a nutritionist in the area. Oh, Maria spoke at the at one of my groups. Oh, she's gonna talk to you about goal setting at the start of the year. So sometimes I bring speakers in, sometimes I bring licensed mental health counselors in. And then I also do a lot of community-based events. So this year, the vision really for me was, okay, how do I take this further? How do I bring more community? How do I bring more connection? And I said, well, Let's dive deeper. So I partnered up, again, bridging more community. Let's bring forces together, that collaborativeness with um, a mommy blogger. And we did three, um, we started our first Splash Pad summer meetup series last month. We have one actually this month, tomorrow, and then in July. And then I have a back to school event coming up. Um, so again, community connection, bridging, res- having resources available to families. And then that all kind of leads to the summit that's in September. And yes, I'm taking the podcast on the road. The inspiration behind that is really trying to, not trying to, but curating a very intimate experience where it's like live podcast show. It's a workshop. It's interactive. It's Q&A. It's women learning, growing, um, coming together on a deeper scale. And again, bridging the gap of the motherhood village community and whoever that speaker is, that community. So that moms in the area might know not they may know about the speaker, they may not. They don't know about the motherhood village, now they do. Therefore growing the overall mission of education, connection and community on a deeper scale. And that's truly what I try to do is just connecting and say, hey moms, um, you didn't know about this? Let me tell you about this. Oh, you don't know about this person? Let me tell you that. And that's all I live for and, and do with the motherhood village in essence. It's so phenomenal what you've built. I I love that I have been able to be a part of it too and see, I've seen the steps. The steps. <laughs> I've, I've really seen the steps. Yeah. And uh, I think that's also because we, we Nicole and I probably Voxer yeah, we 45 minutes to yeah. an hour a day <laughs> easily on our morning walks or just, yeah. you know, when we're in the car, when we need to vent, yes. <laughs> yes. or et cetera. But we also work through a ton of these types of process driven yes. aspects to, to your business and to, to my business. I mean, we become that sounding board for each other. And so I love seeing 
the vision unfold for you. I think that's the the coolest thing as a friend of anyone. Anytime you have someone who has decided that they want to set a goal, you know, that they want to lose 10 pounds, they want to run that marathon, mm-hmm. you know, they want to start that business, they want to, you know, leave that corporate. So they're building that side hustle on the side. Anytime we can play a part in someone's yeah. journey, it is an incredibly fulfilling, rewarding, mm-hmm. and just freaking cool experience because you see them and that is motivating in and of itself. It is. And there are so many times when I've said, you know, this is why I surround myself, you know, my top five and you're one of them yeah. because it's, it's so motivating to see you out there doing it. And I think the comment that I hear so often about you, and I mentioned it at the very beginning is that so many people say they want to build this life. So many people say they want to create the vision. You know, I, I work with clients I work with individual clients. I work with corporate clients. I work with small businesses. This is what we're trying to do. And then you give them the keys to the kingdom and they go and do the exact opposite or they say, eh, I don't really know. I don't really know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is for me. So I love that. And every time I've spoken with someone who knows you and has met you in that capacity is they're like, she's doing it. The girl is just, you know, kicking ass and taking names. And if she says she's going to do something, she's going to do it. <laughs> so I, I love that because I have mad respect for it. Um, for someone who's working to build, you know, something as well, but it is, it's very motivating to see people. And sometimes we need those, you know, and I say that, you know, if you're, like I said, if you're a mom, if you're a future entrepreneur, a woman, et cetera, you don't have to be running the motherhood village to, you know, or, or be in that space to listen to your story and just see how guided and driven you are by the core values and principles that you've built out. And I just love that. It's, it, it's, you. it's so amazing to Thank see. You. And I love being a part of that. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I'm so excited for this summit and I do. So tell people where yes. they can find you. I know you're on a lot of the platforms, but where, yes. where can they find you um, so that they can link up with you, follow you, support you and All attend your summit? Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Cause sometimes again, it's, it's very like, I kind of brush past. I'm like, Oh, this summit. I'm like, Oh, but I have a live show. And I think because that's like the next element. And for anyone listening, like really I'm trying to be intentional with staying in with what is at that moment of living in that moment. I think again, because we're, I am very ambitious. We're both very ambitious. We're both driven. We have goals. We have things we think, okay, the next thing, like I'm kind of already thinking like, well, what's the 2024 summit, right? Like, how do I make it bigger? And I have to remind myself, girl, like it's a lot of, I tell people all the time, I have the two shoulders, mm-hmm. you know, I have like the Nicole that's like, girl, let's do this. And then the other, like kind of meek, like, well, are we, you know, I do. And they're constantly kind of going back and forth. So I have to remind myself, like live in this moment. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. I so summit, yes. I, say I have a present self and a future self. Oh, and I talk to my future self all the time. My future self is always telling me like, girl, you know, we're going to make it like you're good. You know, yes. this, I'm over here doing it. Yes. And then the present self's like, pump the brakes, girlfriend. Like, let's yes. just, yeah. She's like filing her nails. <laughs> right. Like, let me tell you, my, my other one is like the fiery Puerto Rican from the Bronx. That's like, let me, so she's got an attitude. That's why I got to constantly like put it. her to the side. But anyway, um, so yeah, so the summit, so Yes. Last year I was very intentional about who I wanted to speak. And I think intentional intention comes up a lot. And I think that's part of the vision. Right. And I think I would imagine. So when you're creating whatever that vision, be intentional with why you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been very clear for me from the beginning. Like I might not know where the next step or where I'm going to go or where this opportunity, but I'm very intentional about why, who and what and when and where truthfully, it's all like very like, you know, um, curated in that way. But yes, so the summit is September 30th. It is going to be in the same location that it was last year. You graciously um, uh, uh, blessed us with your presence and gave such a wonderful presentation on, um, you know, creating the vision for your future. So thank you for that. 
And this year was like, okay, well, how do we elevate it? You learn. So last year was three keynote speakers. This year I have a panel discussion on communication strategies. I have a financial wellness workshop um, interviewing um, NBC6 news correspondent Shelly Muniz, almost like a live podcast kind of conversation. We have a workshop on social connections um, with Dr. Julie Radler, who's a, a TEDx speaker. And then my keynote is Ashley Pere, who's also a TEDx speaker. She's flying in from Boston and that's going to be owning your worth and owning your worth in motherhood, owning, owning your worth in life. Um, so that's going to be pretty awesome. So just taking it another level, right? Again, you're like, well, what did I do? I did this last year. So the summit is September 30th. And truthfully, it's just a day to give back to moms. Lots of giveaways, lots of giveaways. I love, again, collaborating with local businesses and say, hey, let's give away this, let's give away that. So lots of giveaways. There's a lunch, there's mimosas on the rooftop bar, there's massages on the rooftop bar, there's swag bags. Um, and yeah, and it's just a day to say thank you to mom and to give back, you know, right before that busy overwhelm of the holiday season, before things really start. It's like, hey, mamas, come, let's spend a day, take a day have grace for yourself, have fun, and let's, you know, empower, uplift, and connect together. So that's the summit. You can find me on social media at the Motherhood Village One, LinkedIn, Nicole, I think Nicole G. Cumberbatch. I'm on TikTok, the Motherhood Village, Facebook, the Motherhood Village, and then yes, Spotify, iTunes, all the things under the Motherhood Village podcast. Connect with me, DM. Um, if you have any questions, I'm sure I have a resource that I can send to you if yes. you have any questions or even a guest I've talked to on my podcast. And um, I'd love to, yeah reach out and you can also follow me at themotherhoodvillage.com if you subscribe to my newsletter it's just all for informational purposes and you'll know like any upcoming events that I have I also give special discount codes to people who subscribe to my newsletter um so that's always a big plus and yeah I think that's it Oh, I just, I'm so excited. (laughs) Oh, and thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for allowing me to have this space to share. I am so, so happy and proud of you of where you're taking this. And I just, I'm I'm excited to kind of be right there and and watch it kind of all unfold. So this is awesome. Yeah. Well, I thank you. And I think that that's, we all need those people in our life. And you're definitely that person for me who just continues to motivate me to push me forward and kind of get out of my own head sometimes. And so I really value that. And I would say along those lines, I think the last piece, the last question I'll ask you before, um, before we part ways. Yes. And so everyone can go sign up and, 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 follow you on all of the things would be, you know, what, what to anyone listening who is saying, you know, okay, that's great. She has painted this, you know, she's created that vision, but I don't really know if that's for me. Mm-hmm. You know, what, I guess, you know, advice or something that, you know, a, a, a nugget of information that you would share with them or an experience that you would impart on them to kind of push them over that edge to really start thinking in the direction of, of following whatever that goal or dream is for themselves? I would say, educate yourself. If you like knitting, if you like playing an instrument, if you've thought about dancing, take a dance class, take a class. I think education is so key. When I started this out, I took all the free master classes I could, all the free, the YouTube videos. I, I watch a lot of sports podcasts and I realized, I told my husband, I'm like, why am I watching these things? Oh, I see how they interview people. I see how the pod, I didn't realize like I'm actually learning how the conversation, I watch a lot of sports podcasts, um, just really well-rounded because, and I think that's what, so any, my advice would be to impart, if there's something you want to do, take the course, take the class and just freaking do it and be open to it. Go alone, go to a music class, go to a group. If they have a group and how to, again, play an instrument, whatever it is, 
educate yourself and see if it's really what you want to do. And if you don't, then find something else. I think just be open to the possibilities of what could be and try and get involved in as many things. I think you'll find it. Maybe it's take a writing course. There's anything that you can remember from your childhood that sparked joy, go after it and join all the groups that you can to get join the Facebook. There's so much possibilities now between YouTube and Facebook groups and Instagram accounts that I'm sure has someone or a TikTok of someone doing something that I'm, you can put in the search, find it and see where that kind of leads you. Follow your joy. And I think it'll all unfold from there, whatever that means to you. Oh, follow your joy. I love that. And spark the joy. I love, I love, yeah. love, love that. hundred oh, percent. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I love you. And I'm just so excited that, yeah, we're finally doing it, right? We did it, yes. <laughs> we thank did you, it. thank you, thank you so much, everyone. I love you. Yes, and thank you guys uh, for listening um, or watching. Yes. And, uh, you know, go follow Nicole, support the the, the summit, themotherhoodvillage.com, the Motherhood yes. Village podcast, the Motherhood Village in all of the places. Thank you. <laughs> as well as um, Nicole G. Cumberbatch love on you. Instagram as well. And you're on LinkedIn too. So for yes. any of those business-minded entrepreneur folks, connect with her as well there. Um, and if you loved what you listened to, please, please, please go on and like, give us five stars and, yes. uh, and, and drop a comment. And I look forward to sharing more episodes throughout this season from women in my life who have just helped shape and build me and have helped me create the vision that I have had for, for my own future, because um, in, in taking a line from Nicole, it takes a village. And my village has been the incredible women that I have been able to surround myself around who have guided me, have been my North Star, and have continued to pour into me and reaffirm and give me the confidence and belief in myself that sometimes I haven't seen um, or, 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 or been as confident in that they have just given me that, that, that life and they filled that cup for me and it is so necessary and so needed. So thank you guys so much for listening, Nicole, you are amazing. Thank you. And, uh, I am so excited to kick off this season. So thank you guys. Thank Create you. Create the Take vision. Yes. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. It would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and review of the show and subscribe on your favorite app. You can also find us on our YouTube channel, Creating Visionaries. If there is something that stuck out to you in this conversation, send me a message on Instagram to let me know. Until next time, keep creating the vision for your life.